Welcome to another dark and brooding episode of Cineblokes. I'm your Cape Crusader, Benjamin Baker. Wait, wait, what? What? Dark, yeah. dark and brooding? Yeah. No. But no. we just came from from Shazam, the DC film. It's all dark and hueish and yeah. weird effects. Well, no, not this one though. This was this was like fun and exciting, you know. Oh, was that why everybody was laughing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought, you know, oh yeah, somebody's parents died, everybody's sad, it's, no, you know, no, yeah, no. slow motion everywhere. Yeah. No, it's... no, orphaned, different, right. different altogether. I think I've missed yeah. the entire point in this yeah. movie. You know what, I'm going to go ahead and take this off. Okay, yeah, All right. it's probably for the best. Although, you know, some might say that being an orphan is, is sadder than losing one's parents, because, you know, if they died, you can't really control that. That is true. When you're it's... orphaned, it means they didn't want you. Yeah. Oh, that's really dark. Maybe Shazam is darker than everything else. We just didn't realise it. Yeah, maybe I should leave this mask on. I don't know. I, f- I feel like people need to see your face. All right, all right. They need this. to see the real sadness behind the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Actually, none of this is true. I actually had a really good time. Yeah. I kept waiting for the, where's the dog and brood? And I just kept laughing. It's it's actually a really fun time at the movie. So, laugh at orphans? Wait, no, that's not right. Yeah, so, you know, I guess, welcome to the show. Yeah. All right, so we've just come from the cinema, and we've seen Shazam. That's right. I feel like that's much better for what we saw. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk Shazam. Yeah. Who... The uh, the original Captain Marvel. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this this film was a lot of fun. Yes, there's a lot of fun to be had. And, in this film. and I know, just personally, when we saw the trailer for this one, we were like, "Oh, please, please <laughs> let this be what you're presenting it right. as." Right, because I I do feel like, especially with Warner Brothers and DC, they have a really they do a terrible job in advertising the film properly, right? And like we've discussed before, I know they don't really have a hand in the trailers, but whoever cut this trailer was very aware of the type of film that was going to be presented, and I, I think they nailed it. Yeah. I, I think it's exactly if you are going in from watching a trailer and thinking I need to have a lot of fun, you will do that with this film. Yeah, you so. uh, Speaking of which, who? So I don't even know who directed this or wrote it. Yeah, right. So uh, the man who wrote it is named David F. Sandberg. Um, he ironically is a horror director. Uh, he's mainly just directed horrors. Um, it's uh, it's pretty I'm weird. Sorry, I'm sorry. Did you did you say he's a horror director or a horror? Well, I'm I'm sorry. He's a horror director. Okay. Right. I've got to be specific. It's real yeah. tricky with the accent. So scary movies, not sexy ones. Yes, there you go. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if they're sexy, scary movies. I'm not sure. I've never seen any of them. Yeah. Uh, but they are very, very different from this, okay. um, which seems like a very odd choice. But, you know, if Jordan Peele can go from comedy to horror, why can't you go from horror to comedy, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah he, he does very well with it. Uh, I think he does. I think he, uh, you know, I think he does a good balance of... You know, keeping some of the more heartfelt moments that happen in the film, uh, but also giving the time to laugh and just enjoy the characters. I mean, and there is a lot of comedy in this yes, one. Yes, which again is something that I think the trailer does really well because they do, you know, one of the other fears is, oh God, I hope not all yeah. the jokes are already in the trailer. It, well, yeah, one of the fears <laughs> is that it's going to be like Suicide Squad where right. there's lots of jokes in the trailer and then you go in and you're like, this wasn't funny at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Those were all the jokes. Yeah. Um, that does not happen in this case. Um, and actually, because of the way that I feel that the film was directed, even those moments that you've already seen, honestly, most of them are still pretty funny. 
Uh, I I knew some of them were coming, and they still made me laugh. Yep. So um, yeah, I mean, good on him. I think he I think he did a really good job uh, in keeping the lightheartedness of the character and the story and everything. Yeah. So uh, so who wrote this? Because I feel like it was actually a very good adaptation of a comic book. Yeah. So it's written by Henry Gaiden, um, who honestly does not have a lot on his resume. Uh, kind of a gentleman who's done mainly TV type stuff, okay. uh, which we've seen a lot. I feel like I feel like a lot of these films kind of take chances on kind of unknown writers and, and they just kind of hope it sinks or swims. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, they definitely swim. I feel like he did a really good job, uh, in adapting this story, especially because it deals with just bizarre elements. You know what I mean? You've got realms, you've got magic, you've got superpowers. It's, yeah, it's a bit like when they, uh, when they did. Doctor Strange for the Marvel films. Yeah, right. We're right. dealing with something that you've never dealt with before in in the MCU, and so this presumably still takes place in the DCEU. Right. And I feel like it, it's it's welcome, especially you know there's a lot of controversy with uh, with Justice League and the whole right. you know Zack Snyder Joss Whedon thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so that you can you could tell the funny bits or when Joss Whedon was involved, right. <laughs> and so yeah. this this feels like it actually does fit into that universe. Yes, that was sort of established in Justice League, right? Um, right. but for the better. Obviously. Yes, I, I agree. Most of those things are done in a much better way. Yeah. So, and if you're familiar with the comics, uh, there's going to be some things in this film that you're really going to appreciate. I yes. Feel. Yes. And again, this is like you said, I think the writer does a really good job in adapting it and taking kind of the stranger things, but also really finding the things that if you are a fan of Shazam, you will be a fan of this movie. And none of it feels forced to me. No. It doesn't feel like, oh, here's a fan service. Not. It feels like, no, I'm going to adapt this in the best way possible and do justice to this material. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that can only be done by bringing together a good cast, right? This is true, and we I feel like we've got a good one here. I think we do. So, yeah. uh, so who's the who's the chap that plays young Billy Batson? Because sure, I gotta say, uh, this kid looks so much like Zachary it Levi. Is, it is astounding. It's, uh, it, it's crazy. Yeah, but it really he could just be his younger brother he never knew he had. Uh, so the child's name is Asher Angel. I'm sorry, what now? Uh, Asher Angel. Pirate Angel. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, wait, that's not what I said. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, it, so this, you know, I've, I've got kind of my issues with child actors, uh, especially in the more recent years. I feel like they've lost some of their skill, I guess, if you mm. will. Um, but he, you know, he was fantastic. Uh, paired with another face you might know, uh, but not know by his name, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, who you might know from, uh, what, Stranger Things? Is that where he's from? Yeah, yeah, and it maybe I think he's from one of those. He's I've seen him in a number of things, but those two have fantastic chemistry. Um, you know, they they do a really good job, and then you know, obviously your star uh, was Zachary Levi. Um, like you said, the the young kid, and the, I mean, they play off each other so yeah. well. And and the one that that plays the sidekick, I mean, he has to have chemistry with not just one but two actors playing right, <laughs> right. playing the same character. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he, he does quite well with it. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. He's got yeah. a lot of, uh, some of the funniest lines. Yep. In the film. Yeah, he sure does. Um, I feel like the kid who's playing young Billy Batson has to, he has more of the heavy lifting, emotionally speaking. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the fun bits, uh, Zachary Levi gets. Right. Like when, when Billy becomes fun. Yeah. Fun Billy. <laughs> fun Billy. Yeah, it's, it's when he's, when he's, once he's, you yeah, know, Shazam. Right. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, the kid, I feel like he gets to play more of the serious stuff. Yeah. And the more dramatic stuff. And he does well with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zachary Levi, he just, 
He crushes it. No, he absolutely does. He absolutely crushes it. He he is, you know, so fun and so funny. And he also does a fantastic job in really making you feel like there is a 15-year-old boy inside the body of a man. Uh, And he, I think he watched this kid and kind of got some of his... He just does a great job. I I was getting some really strong, big vibes from this. (laughs) Definitely. There's there's a nod in the film (laughs) to it. I won't say it here. There is definitely a nod to big. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, We we didn't even say this at the top because we were so confused about what dark and brooding. Yeah, sorry. No spoilers, by the way, up front. We do those at the end and you'll you'll absolutely know when we do them. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, the villain is played by the wonderful, as always, Mark Strong. Who, uh, basically he's just playing Mark Strong at yeah, this point. Yeah, but he's just not British in this one. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Wasn't he? No, I didn't get the sense that he was. I don't know, maybe he was just channeling Mark Strong so much, I just... <laughs> it's hard to tell, to be honest I just, with you. I just, even though maybe he didn't have an accent, I was still just seeing his character from Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I, you know? I basically just always imagine that he's got an accent. Lord, Lord Blackwood, is that yeah. who was? That's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's, all, that's all I ever see when he appears. Yeah, yeah anytime Mark Strong talks... And honestly, Mark Strong is a fantastic actor, and he does a great job. I mean, I've seen him do four different accents in... in multiple films yeah. and just because he is so mark strong and everything even when he's being scottish i think he's british <laughs> he's just very mark strong all yeah. the time but uh, which is not a bad thing at no, all no but he's also he's so good at playing a villain that when he doesn't play a villain you're like i think he's a secret villain <laughs> yeah right you know <laughs> so uh so this he was you know in fine form yes playing yes, a villain was. although I, I do feel like maybe maybe the story didn't give him as much to work with. Yeah, so this, you know, not to spoil anything at all, but uh, story-wise, as we kind of, you know, move from casting to story, Yeah. story-wise, I do kind of feel like he was very, almost like a Marvel villain, is what he felt like. A you know, one-dimensional. One-dimensional, kind of underdeveloped. You know, he's got a little bit of a backstory that they talk about. Um, but overall, you know, he's just oh, got I mean, that one... I mean, he's actually pretty deep backstory that's what starts the film uh, yeah off, you know, right he's, he's and you would think this. that they would do a little bit more with that but i felt like they give you this great introduction and to me i thought it was really good um but then as it goes on you just kind of everything starts to get more and more one-dimensional the motivations yeah. just kind of feel, I feel yeah all right you know i mean I, I get where you're coming from i do but i feel like that they there really wasn't much they could do beyond that yeah. because you you know you this is an origin story for Shazam, right? For Billy Batson, so you have to focus on that. And while yes, you do want to give, you know, some motivation to your villain, you can't, you know, you can't do uh, Avengers: Infinity War. That's, and that's just, true. And just make it all <laughs> you about. You can't do a Thanos. Yeah, yeah you right. Can, you can't do that. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like they gave him enough, you know, to where we do see his motivation. We see why he's motivated, mm-hmm. um, and then they kind of do the what you're talking about with the stereotypical. Um, again, I can't mention it, but right. but you can even even if it's involved, yeah, and even if it's not exactly what his motivation is in the film, which I'll tell you right now, it's not. Um, it does have that very like, all right, well, I just want to yeah. rule the world kind of thing, well, like, and that's where see, I think it is. I think his motivation, the actual character's motivation, starting out, is fine. It's actually yeah, it's I interesting. Agree. Right? I agree, but it's once we get to the actual crux of the film. And, right. and things happen yes. to make him just your average bland villain. And then you're like, but why? Yeah, no, I agree. You know? I agree. There's, so. a, there's a bit of things like that for me, story-wise, I felt were kind of either underdeveloped or a bit jolty. The film does bounce around quite a bit. 
Um, I don't think it was as detrimental as some other things that, you know, Warner Brother DC has done by any stretch. Um, and it's actually probably the most linear story I think they've ever told. Um, but I, you know, obviously when we get into spoilers, I think, uh, I've got a few issues with some of the story points and how things kind of unfold. But I will say this overall, it's incredibly enjoyable. And yeah, there's, you know, you, you root for all the characters and everything that they're doing. Um, you know, you're totally behind Billy Batson, a hundred percent, uh, you know, all the characters that they introduce and there's a lot of them, like there's a lot of people that we meet. Yeah. That's why we didn't even get into everyone in the cast because we'd, yeah. be, we'd be here all day. Yeah, we really would. So <laughs> you meet a lot of people, but honestly, this is a testament to being able to handle multiple characters, give them all something to do. Yeah, they all, and they all have personalities. They all have personalities. You kind of, you get as brief as, you know, all the moments are you get a pretty good understanding of who they are as people and what it is they do. So when you see them more and more as the film develops, uh, it's clear that you can introduce tons of different people and still manage a good film, DC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, I know you you had some issues, again, with, with the plot and pacing in areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you and I agree on, on at least one of those points. But for me, you know, I'm a simple man. Right. And when I'm watching something, it's all it's all about... It's all about visual. Yeah, but don't hurt yourself, please. Visual. Yeah. Anyway, uh, these are prescription, by the way. Yeah, so, uh, yeah uh, I yeah. can tell. Visual, right? And so there are some problems, <laughs> visually speaking. It does It does it's... seem like they they can't get that right. However, <laughs> they try. No. And look, I know, uh, uh, and I, what I feel like is that anytime you're dealing with superheroes, right, there's always going to be, especially nowadays, there's going to be some element of, CG, right? Apparent, and I don't, I don't fully understand why, because you look at the old nineteen seventy nine Superman, yeah, right, and and even Superman two where he's battling Kryptonians, and yeah, they're not punching each other through buildings and stuff, right. but you still got a sense of power from them yeah, when they're right. fighting, and most of that was practical. So I don't understand why we can't do more stuff like that, because honestly, when you have people, especially showing an actual face, mm-hmm. like a real human face. And they're doing all this flying and falling and punching and stuff. It just looks super fake. Yeah, I agree. You know, and while this looks better than most of what we got in Justice League. <laughs> it does. And, it really does. And I'd say it's probably on par, if not a little better than Aquaman. Um, Yeah, because uh, I think I had more issues with the special effects in Aquaman. It's, yeah, it's because there's more going on. There's more going digitally. on. Yeah, it's a very, a salt your eyes kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so yeah, I would say this is better. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would say it's you. But I do agree with you that they, I don't think they've mastered the art of digital flying yet. And unfortunately for this film, uh, because we have a superhero that can fly, uh, they they kind of dropped the ball on that a little bit. And I think yeah. just in general, there's a lot of things that just... I felt like they probably could have balanced things out a little bit more with practical effects, um, especially because you went and made the suit real. You know what I mean? Like the suit could have just been yeah. special effects all the yeah, way, and it I would mean, have looked even and, worse. Yeah, but if you're going to do that, Mark Strong's just wearing a long trench coat with a furry collar. <laughs> you could have had these two gentlemen actually fighting, and you know, yeah, and right. show it and do some right. stuff with that. And it's, yeah. it, you know, it's, I don't know. It just makes it a little bit fake. I mean, you know, Captain Marvel had the same problem. When she, yeah, when she was being, that's true. Uh, when she was being Superman, essentially, yeah, uh, it, it did look a little fake, right? Um, and this had that same problem, yeah. uh, especially with any time there was falling. 
Yeah. It, it goes back to, and I know this is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers did uh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But Harry Potter had that very big floppy body problem. Yes. And this. Especially early on. And this had that, right? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. It's not does. just me. There's no, it's not. places where it's, it's like, not that's, at all. that's not how people look at yeah, it's, it's got that gummy bear kind of look. Uh, and look, this is not to say that Marvel doesn't have those issues. Yeah. So it, like you said, Captain Marvel does that. Even one of my favorite Marvel films, Thor, they have tons of floppy body problems in that film. Yeah. Um, Although I, I do think, uh, you know, look, Black Panther had this problem as well yep. when, they were, when they were fully digital. But even uh, Ragnarok, when when Thor and, and Hulk are battling in the arena, that actually looked pretty good. That one does look good. Yeah, I agree. That that yeah. one actually does pretty well. So um, we, we know it can be done. Right. <laughs> and they're, they're essentially punching themselves through walls. Uh, and it still kind of holds up. So, yeah, we yeah. know it can be done. Um, I just think in this film they don't really do it that well, but that's yeah. honestly still not to say it's not a blast. Yeah, no. it's it's a honestly it's a super yeah. fun film. And, so. and uh, look, and I'm not saying that, it, that all the special effects look that way. Just right. you know, th- there are places. Yes. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, shall we? Yeah. Shall let's, we? Uh, shall think, we rate it? Yeah. Let's uh, let's do it. All right. So, what am I starting? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. What to what to give this? It's because uh, yeah, we again we, we're, we're going to get into a couple of other things yes. in spoilers that right. we can't talk about here. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I really did have a good time. Um, not, probably not my favorite DC film. Um, I think I think Wonder Woman still holds that title for Wonder me. Wonder Woman is pretty great. Well, I mean, Wonder Woman had it all. I agree. And this this had a lot it does. going for it's, it. It's pretty close to I, me, to be I honest. I enjoyed this more than Aquaman for sure. Yes, but I don't remember what I rated Aquaman. <laughs> I know mine was pretty low, so, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, so I'm, look, I'm just gonna say because I did, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I'm going to give this um, four out of five Santa Claus expletives. <laughs> All right, you'll understand. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's pretty great. Um, I am so I very much enjoyed this film. Uh, As far as DC goes, I do think it would it would honestly go Wonder Woman, uh, Shazam, and then literally everything else Um, (laughs) in this universe that they're creating. I'm not going to count any of the Batman films or anything like that. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I think I think I really enjoyed this film, and uh, so I'm going to give it. I'm gonna give it a four. I don't remember what I rated Wonder Woman either, so I can't. I can't give you that. Um, but I'm gonna rate this four out of five. Dude, where's my truck? Um, which you'll understand in spoilers as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is it time? I, I think it's time. Spoiler dance. Do the spoiler dance. Spoiler dance. Do the spoiler dance. Do the spoiler dance. Hey. Mm. Yeah. That's right. It's time yeah. for spoilers, everyone. There it is. Right. So if you don't want it ruined, all the big. Dramatic secrets and twists and, and turns and stuff. Then yeah, you should probably go. You yeah, know. that that was your cue. Unless you're lonely and you, you're seeking human contact. Yeah, I, I don't I'll, think you'll get that here. But I I mean, we I can just reach out and touch my hand. There you go. Yeah, or we could just you know make things worse by ruining the film. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're doing? Well, yeah. Okay. All right. So I cannot believe that Shazam was Billy Batson's father. That is. Strangely correct in circumstances when they need it to be. So, um, yeah, all right, Kaylin, you, you found it. I got you, it. You finally got it Crushed after it. all this time. Who knew? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, a couple of spoilers, I think. Um, 
So some things that I, I really enjoyed that I thought was very interesting is, and I'm so glad they did not spoil any of this in the trailers, is the introduction of the Marvel family. Uh, which so and not not the Marvel comics Marvel <laughs> yeah, family, right. no, sorry. But if you're familiar with the DC comics, yeah, you know the whole Captain Mar- back when he was Captain Marvel, right? They had the old Captain Marvel family, which was Billy Batson and his foster family, and they they share the powers essentially, right? And uh, you know, sorry, I was, didn't know if they knew. No, so. I I barely knew. So I was like, wait, Marvel, fa- where's Captain America? I was very confused. Wait, uh, so are they all Captain Marvel? <laughs> um, yeah, which is funny because, you know, I I felt I probably should have caught it earlier because literally everything is seven in this film. Um, down to, and I don't know if you caught this, but down to when he goes to finally find his mother, her apartment number is 707. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was the moment. And that happens like way later so, in the yeah, film. Like seven, that kicks off the third act, basically. Sins, yeah, right. Know, Everything is seven in this power, film. The so. powers of Shazam is, is seven. Seven, so, right. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Uh, that was a delightful surprise. Yeah. I, I, I very much enjoyed that. And, uh, they absolutely nail the adult versions of these kids. Uh, if you thought Zachary and Asher were, were a perfect match, they knock it out of the park that with everyone great. else. It's it so good. So good. Was it Adam Brody? Adam Brody. Plays, as, uh, uh, plays the older uh, kid with the, with the uh, crutches. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. And again, those two look like they should just, they're related. So somebody's lying in Hollywood and those two are actually brothers. I, yeah. that's my new theory. Yeah. It was, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice turn. Um, yeah, it's a little like, if you're familiar with the comics, I got, I, I kind of had a feeling they were going that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they did, it was like, oh yeah, all right. Uh, but I feel like this, uh, this whole plot that it did, uh, sort of lends itself to one of your issues. Yeah. So film. I, so aside from Mark Strong and his character to me, uh, and I think we kind of nailed it at the top, he does oh, yeah. go from, very motivational and very interesting oh. to extremely yeah, and that, boring. And now we can talk about why. Yeah. So the movie actually opens with the villain. So it actually opens with him as a child and he gets taken to, you know, the palace or whatever. Uh oh. You've got. No, I just, the, this, this wizard, right? Shazam, <laughs> who is, he's looking for a successor. Yeah. And so he keeps just summoning children or, or adults or whatever to his place and then when they're not worthy he sends them away but he never makes them forget that they were there nope nope so now he's got a whole string of people that are like no i swear to god there's a wizard and it's like do you not know how magic works yeah. no just, he's old he's you dying just, you just wave your hand and make him forget <laughs> no i don't think that's how the force works um <laughs> but that's that so yeah you were saying with Mark yeah Strong's so character. uh so with right they, they start with him as a child he gets brought in and, uh, you know, he says, hey, you know, I want I want to transfer all my powers to you, but I have to make sure that you're worthy. Um, and so, you know, you're going to be tempted. And then all the seven deadly sins uh, kind of, you know, tell him, oh, no, we can give you powers too. And, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so he basically falls for it. And he goes, he's tempted to take yeah. the powers and release the... He's not worthy. He's not worthy. Um, and so the, you know, Shazam tells him, you know, he's never going to be worthy. And then he sends him back. Um, and what you've kind of the seen in the beginning is that his his father just treats him like garbage. Uh, his brother does the same. Yeah. Uh, and immediately after he comes back, obviously this kid has been traumatized, right? Because he's no idea what just happened hey, to him. He's like, I was there. Yeah. So he's in the back seat, just ranting and raving like a lunatic. Um, and of course, that leads to an accident. Um, and his father and brother basically blame him 
for this accident and it puts yeah. his father in a wheelchair. So now he's basically spent his whole life believing that it's his fault that he harmed his family and then also that he's not worthy. Right. So he dedicates his life to trying to find a way back uh, so that he can get these powers and prove everybody wrong, which to me is a great setup for, for a villain. Like that seems like strong motivation. It seems like deep character development. And then just along the way, because uh, essentially he gets back, right? Yeah. And then he gets all this, all the, he unleashes the seven deadly sins. Yeah. And he basically becomes their vessel. There's a magical orb. Right. That, that is what the temptation not? is. And, uh, so he goes back and he grabs it and it basically frees these, these physical manifestations of the seven deadly sins. They go into the orb and he has to stick it in his eye or whatever. Or they, they shoot it into the eye like, like the Dennis the Menace or something. <laughs> it knocks him back. Shot. It's very weird. Um, and then he's got all their powers essentially. And, um, and he's bad. Yeah. Right? But yeah. that's where the problem is. Like, he just wants, the, he just, you know, wants to prove that he's worthy. And then he gets all these powers and then he becomes super bland because at that point it's just these seven deadly sins that, you know, and it's said multiple times that they're just using him. Right. You know, they right. want to, they want to harvest whatever souls or whatever they do. They don't yeah. really explain. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what they do. Yeah. Uh, Shazam, when, when he brings Billy Batson up, he, kind of gives some more backstory yeah and that i think we're going to get more into that with the black adam black adam movie. yeah it seems it seems that they were kind of leading into that but that does also lead me to a bit of a problem too where it's like why don't you just tell Thaddeus that why don't you just let him know like oh this is what they did so don't be tempted instead yeah. he was just like yeah don't be tempted why i don't know they can give you powers yeah, it's... but i don't think like you know I, I know what you mean you can't I, I know what you mean you can't tell someone to not be tempted and then they'll be like <laughs> oh yeah good on you, you know? yeah right that's true um, um but also when, when when it happens with billy it's he, there's he doesn't have a choice so so it does Shaz seem more desperate shazam's right. been testing people for years now right and he just hasn't found a successor but when mark strong's character comes back and takes the power of the seven deadly sins Shazam has no choices left. Right. And so he summons right. Billy and there's no test. He's just like, take my powers. Yeah, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that's where we get that kind of, uh, not the fish out of water story, but it's, it's big, essentially. Yeah. Right? No, it, it's big with superpowers. Yeah. It's, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's, but it's done very, very well. It's very funny. Um, you know, they go through kind of all the tests and I, I feel like they do a really good job in demonstrating, you know, okay, this 15 year old looks like, a grown man, but he's still going to act like he's 15. I mean, he spends yeah. a large majority of the film just doing the most silly, ridiculous things that you would do with powers. Like just, he finds out he can shoot lightning from his fingers and then he basically becomes a street performer <laughs> because he's 15. Like, what? He's is, not in it to it save was, the world yet. It had to be one of my <laughs> favorite moments. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> He's doing Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger with lightning words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it's fantastic. It was so good. Yeah. And again, it's just a testament to how fun Zachary Levi is in this film. Yeah. Uh, he's absolutely great. Um, you know, all the kids, all the children that end up playing, you know, the, the family, um, they're all very fun. They're all yeah. very good. They all have very unique attitudes. Um, but that leads us to. Yes. Long way to get there, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> his issue with the film. So this is this is honestly my biggest issue, and I'm going to be honest. I would have given this film probably a 4.5 or higher uh, if this did not happen. Um, so we launch into the third act, and that third act takes about 45 minutes of the film. It is a yeah. very large portion of the film, and my problem with that is it's very repetitious. 
It's very boring. Um, no, I don't want to say it's very boring, but it becomes boring because it's so much of yeah, the same of the... thing. Like you were saying, it's punching someone into the sky, chase. Yeah. Punching someone, chase. Yeah, so because you, you, what well, you said, like the the format should be, you know, it should be like big battle, right, right, uh, moment where oh no, the hero's gonna lose, yeah, and then boom, they have that moment of realization or whatever that helps them succeed. Then you have a bit of a, a you know, a battle, right, but where now the hero has the one up and then they win, yes, right, and that's this what it should be. It does not do that. It it goes it goes uh, battle chase battle, uh, moment of weakness, right, right? realization. Okay, then battle, battle, <laughs> then chase, then battle again. Right, and then it then, wraps up. The, but then it was like, so he they not only do they discover the weakness very early on, uh, they also uh, he there's a whole running gag about uh, Shazam not being able to come up with a catchphrase, and then you know he finally comes up with one that is surrounded about family, and that's the moment where he should be the hero, right? But he doesn't. He becomes yeah. he becomes the hero and then spends the next ten minutes running away. Like, yeah. well, well I mean, so, you know, it's... they do establish early on that he's not. I mean, it, he's just a kid. Yeah, and so yeah. you can't expect the kid, even with these powers, That's... to just become Superman. That, it's true, but it's also and... very like I don't know. It to me, it just it it started to get to a point where it dragged. And no. there, there was definitely a yeah. moment into this scene where I just—it's a very, very long scene. And there was a point in this mo in this film where I was just like, "Yeah, I just want this to wrap up." Like I already no. know what they need to do, and it shouldn't take yeah. th them this long to actually do yeah. it, especially once they all have powers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once they all get powers and you have that big reveal, that should have been the end. Like that should have—they yeah. all just team up, knock that thing out of his face, and. Yeah, call it a day. <laughs> no, you're right about that. Uh, you know, at the, at the very least, it should have. You know, because what they do is is Billy realizes that uh, there's something that Shazam says to him early on, and it's about you know opening his heart, and he realizes yeah. the whole thing about that the Shazam had a council of seven, right? And so he gets the staff of Shazam because Mark Strong is trying to basically make him give up his powers so he can basically have both and then yeah I mean, corrupt everyone seven deadly assume. sins yeah. want it they're right. like you know the champion is greater than you are so we you have want to defeat it. the champion <laughs> yeah the precious that's what it feels so, like um but he has this realization and he gets the staff and he gets all of them the kids and has them which is also a very funny moment when he's like say my name and they're all like billy and he's like no say the name that i say to turn into this and then uh and then yeah you get this great heroic moment where they've all been turned into uh, what I'm coining uh, trademark DC, sorry, the Shazamly. <laughs> yeah. I hate you, yeah, Kaylin. Right. I hate you so much. Yeah. Um, but it works. So yeah. the Shazamly yeah. automatically gets all their powers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they obviously, because some of them are even younger than Billy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they still are very much children uh, when and they take these over. And they're sort of going through the same things we saw Billy going through earlier. But it's, it's like, but now is not the time for exploration. Yes. Right. Now it should be, this should be the moment where you all come together and you somehow manage to defeat the, the bad guys. Right. But again, it goes into this. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this one off, and you lot take on this group, yeah, and then and there's they, more bumbling that goes yeah, on, more they, chasing. They're running, and it's a chase, and they're all kind of discovering something new, and there's a thing with a Ferris wheel, and it's just yeah. it's all it's all too much, and it 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 drags, it definitely drags. Yeah. Um, 
But outside of that, honestly, that was probably my only complaint. Uh, as far as you know, obviously the special effects. Um, there's there's one aside from all the punching and flying, and it, there was one that I was just like, oh, that looks terrible. Uh, where it's uh, it's when uh, Mark Strong's character finally opens the door to get back, and they show kind of like a you know he opens the door and it you know it shows it only go through one way, and so he's standing in an office looking out into the temple, and it honestly looks like someone just copied and pasted another green screen on top of a green screen and it looked like a projector photo mm. in this like it just didn't look good wow. at all to I me. didn't I didn't think that no, nothing like that stood out to me it was it was genuinely any of the flying falling no, sequences quite, there yeah. were so many moments where he's falling and it just it looks so terrible yeah um yeah. you know but yeah it's I, I don't think it it marred the experience too much for me obviously i gave it four out of five yeah um but you're right it does have some pacing issues at the end we are it's you're just like this is just going on just a little too long yeah just a, just a just, bit too just long tighten yeah. it up a bit yeah, tighten it up a bit yeah um, definitely there, there are two post-credit scenes one yes. mid one end yep um and i gotta say this i i don't know if it's because henry cavill is out or if he's in who knows who knows there is a great cameo ah uh, it's it's probably one of the best. Right. And it's not even a post credit scene. Right near the end. It's just the end of the yeah. film. Uh, and, and it's it's so good. And actually, I saw this coming. Um, I, not the Superman thing, but I'd, I'd heard about it actually okay. beforehand. So uh, I, I read an article a while back that said there was a rumor that one of the big characters in the film was going to make a cameo appearance, right? Got it. So right. I assumed it was going to be Superman. Right. And then there's this whole sequence where the, the, the kid with the with the limp uh, he's bullied, and he uh, once Billy realizes he's got superpowers. Um, the other kid tries to use, you know, the fact that he knows Shazam right. to defend himself, and then he makes this big spiel. He's like, "Yeah, he's gonna come have lunch with me tomorrow." <laughs> and then, of course, and I knew as just someone who frequents movies a lot. Okay, he's not gonna show up. Yeah, yeah. the kid's gonna I mean, get bullied, to the dynamic and then he's and... gonna show up at the end. Yeah, right. Like, of you you kind of see that coming a mile yeah, away, and, right. that's and this what time all of the kids show up to yeah. you know sit with him because yeah. they got a special guest. Yeah, the whole family or whatever, and then yeah. yeah, and then Shazam shows up and he's like, "Oh yeah," and I brought someone else. Yeah, and then just from the <laughs> neck down, you see Superman walking, and it's it's the DCU Superman yeah, costume. It is. It's all it is. dark and gloomy. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> but they show him walking, and then that's where the movie ends. Yeah, and right his, this kid's reaction is. Priceless. Like, it's yeah. absolutely bright. Because, you know, the whole film, he's been obsessed with Superman. He's got a bullet. Yeah. He bought a bullet that was supposedly shot at Superman. Right. He's got a batarang from yeah. Batman. Yeah. So he's obsessed with him. And, you know, all the... They go every time they're trying to test a power. It's always related to a power that Superman has. Yeah. Because that's his yeah. biggest point he's of reference. Superman shirt, Superman yeah. backpack. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely so. loves it. So that's uh, so that's the way the film ends. And then the first post credit scene, it goes back to Mark Strong's character, uh, he's locked in a cell, obviously, and uh, he's trying desperately to, you know, translate more of the stuff. Um, mm. And he gives a reference to the wisdom of Solomon, I think, in there. Um, yeah, also, who who gives an insane person locked in prison a writing implement <laughs> to scribble all over the walls? <laughs> that just seems like bad practice. I, I wonder if he fashioned it himself, is, oh, is what I think. But, uh, yeah, so he does all of that, and then uh, this worm shows up yeah, with it, a talk it, box. The, the, cat, the caterpillar from, uh, from 
from Alice in Wonderland shows yeah, up. Let's just go with that, honestly, because I didn't know. Um, so apparently it's one of these characters that actually does exist in Shazam's world. Yeah. Uh, its name is Mr. Mind. They do show Mr. Mind in like way oh, yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, and I honestly had no idea it was going to come back. Uh, but it does. So I have a feeling because they showed, first they showed it in the cage. And, and then, then they, they showed, showed it missing. Then they showed it missing. So it was yeah. one of those were like, well, that, that seems a little. Right. Too much to show for yeah. it to not make any sense later. Yeah. Um, so basically he comes back and he's like, look, you and I, we're going to be friends. Um, and let's take over the world again. Yeah. For Shazam 2. Electric. Boogaloo. Boogaloo. All right. It, there to- it, is. it totally works here. It does. It, ac- it actually does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. and then your last scene is just, just a callback to when they're playing around with the powers. Oh, yeah. Trying to experiment. Right. And it takes a, uh, takes a jab at Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was, uh, it was a delightful way to end it the was. film. Not it it really was. It really so, was. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's Shazam. This has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows. And we will see you after the next film. Mm-hmm.